I'm not a Nobel Peace Prize winner, Hollywood actor, rock star, or even a political bigwig. I'm just a schnook. Hello, and thank you for listening to Autobiography of a Schnook, and I am Sean, the schnook in the title of this podcast. I'll be honest, I don't really exactly know how or where this podcast is going to go. It could be a success. It could be a flop. Either way, I'm fine with it. It's just something I've been wanting to do. Why am I a schnook? Well, maybe not necessarily going by the literal dictionary definition per se, but I guess more like Henry Hill's famous explanation in Goodfellas about how he was somebody, but then he became an average nobody who'd live the rest of his life like a schnook. And I guess in a sense, that's exactly what I am, the average nobody. I'm not a movie star, a greatest of all time athlete, a famous politician, a best-selling author, or even a life-saving firefighter, EMT, or police officer. I'm just an everyday schnook, really. The idea came to me that when you go to a bookstore or library, you'll see biographies of all these, well, non-schnooks. Actors, musicians, war heroes, world leaders. But what do you never see? Biographies of people you never heard of. Just people living their lives like you and me. Perhaps I should publish a biography of myself. I decided I would call it Autobiography of a Schnook. Only problem, um, I'd probably never actually finish the book, or possibly even start writing it. But it hit me. I'm an experienced podcaster, having done well over 100 episodes worth of podcasting. So why not make Autobiography of a Schnook a podcast? I like hearing myself talk, and maybe others will too. In fact, others have said they like the radio-esque sound of my voice, which I guess makes sense because I did have a past life in radio. So here I am, talking to you. What will this podcast consist of? Quite simply, stories, anecdotes in my life. Self-indulgent? Hmm, maybe. But again, this is something I really want to do just to get it out. An experiment, if you will. Will it be funny? Don't know. Will I try to be funny? Again, don't know. Do I like to make people laugh? For sure. Well, let me put it to you this way. I want you to laugh. I'm not going to go out of my way to put together a rip-roaring, knee-slapping listening experience. But if it's how the podcast turns out, then great. There may be some moments in which you may want to laugh, but wonder whether it's right given the circumstances. But I assure you, if you want to laugh at some of my stories, in even seemingly inappropriate places, it's okay. Laughter is important, especially during trying times. Music is important, too. It's quite an important part of my life, so every episode will have a segment on music called Music for Schnooks. Music for Schnooks will discuss music that I either love or composed. Every episode or chapter will be no more than 90 minutes. I took an informal survey, and an overwhelming majority of responders said that that sweet spot of listening time is between 60 and 90 minutes, so I'll keep it within that range. It's customary for podcasts to start with a zero episode, uh, since this is basically a podcast version of a book. Let's just call this episode The Preface. And although I have absolutely nothing against profane language, um, a word is just that, a word. A bad word is only a bad word because somebody told you it is. 
My aim is to keep the use of profanity in this podcast to an absolute minimum, only uttering one of those FCC forbidden no-nos as necessary to tell the story. And if I do veer from my no-swear policy, I will give a warning during the introductory segment of the episode, including if there are any censored swearies, as it were. As for politics, well, if you came here to hear about politics, well, you're going to be disappointed because I hate talking about politics. Don't expect much, if any, politics from this podcast. If you must know about my political views, well, basically, if you're not hurting me, if what you're doing is your own business, I really don't care at all as long as you're happy and not hurting others or yourself. As for my voting strategy, I vote for whomever I feel will do the least harm. I voted at various times for Republicans, Green Party, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents. Heck, the first vote I ever cast when I was 18 was for Ross Perot. All I can say is I just want people to be good to each other and to themselves. Accept and try to understand our differences, race, religion, sexual orientation, gender identification, whatever else have you. If others aren't causing harm, let them be. There, that's my political stuff. All over, done, period. Religion? Well, I don't know what you'd call me. I grew up Catholic. I'm not exactly thrilled to call myself Catholic these days, but I do believe in God. I guess you can just call me a general Christian. This podcast will definitely have some anecdotes of my Catholic life, though, as uh, there's just some stuff I've observed that range from the interesting to the you-just-can't-make-this-stuff-up. I do respect other religions as well. To me, I don't care if you're Christian, Jewish, Muslim, atheist, or anything else. As long as you don't hurt others, you're okay with me. Now that I have religion and politics out of the way, just some general stuff about me. I'm a Gen Xer, I guess. Uh, born in 1974, born and raised in the Chicago area, lived at the Jersey Shore for eight years, and am now a full-blown Chicagoan. I'm a web developer for a living, and uh, without revealing too much about what I do, if you live in the United States, there's a pretty good chance you've used the site that I work on. I also teach test preparation classes part-time on an as-needed basis, helping folks prepare for the GMAT and the GRE, not to be confused with the GED, of course. I am happily married and have a beagle and uh, no children. Among my interests, well, uh, music, as I've mentioned before, classic 80s video games, podcasting, duh, programming. I have a lot of interests. It's a blessing and a curse. A blessing because I always have some kind of project happening, so I never get bored. And a curse because I just don't have the time to do everything that I want to do. I often say that I wish there could be five of me so that I could do everything I want to do. One of those things I want to do is this. I thank you for giving me this opportunity, and I welcome you to my life. Welcome to the world of a schnook. I apologize for being redundant, but each episode will have a segment called Music for Schnooks. Music is a big part of my life and has been a big motivator for me in so much of my life. One reason for the Music for Schnooks segment is that before I got into podcasting, I planned to do a podcast about the Beach Boys. There were already dozens of podcasts about the Beatles, my all-time favorites, but not much, if anything, representing the genius of Brian Wilson in the eh, potosphere, I guess. I drew out some plans, discussion topics, lined up co-hosts, etc. 
But one day my friend Jim told me he wanted to do a podcast about old school arcade video games, and he asked me to co-host it with him. I accepted, and thus Pie Factory Podcast was born in 2015, and it's still around. But meanwhile, as we were doing Pie Factory Podcast, a great Beach Boys podcast called Sail On started up, and of course I'll be happy to link that podcast in the online bibliography at schnookpodcast.com. But not being able to do my Beach Boys podcast was actually a blessing. With all the music I love, I'd be doing myself an injustice by limiting myself to just the Beach Boys. Music for Schnooks will allow me to discuss whatever is on my mind about the music I love and even the music I write. Yes, I do write my own music from time to time. Again, I wish there were five of me so I could dedicate more time to composing. The music used in this podcast... I wrote it, and for the most part, played the instruments as well. Uh, the drums, I don't know how to play drums, although I hope to learn someday. So the drums you hear in the music of this podcast, those come from loops, courtesy of Logic Pro. Occasionally, the music for Schnook's segment might actually be a song that I wrote. I give you fair warning right now, I'm not much of a singer. I apologize. There might be some copyrighted music used in music for schnooks from time to time, but because I'm just a schnook and can't afford licensing fees, I can only use just enough that'll fall under fair use. So what kind of music am I into? Well, I tend to gravitate toward classic rock, obviously, but being a Chicagoan, I also love good blues. Muddy Waters, Little Walter Jacobs, Big Walter Horton, Eden Brent, Johnny Lang... And from time to time, I'll listen to jazz, such as Miles Davis, Vince Guaraldi, Dave Brubeck. When I was a child, I kept up with the Top 40 for a while. I was a major Michael Jackson fan when Thriller was all the rage. In those days, I also listened to Culture Club, Twisted Sister, Midnight Star, Taco, other such performers at the time. My copies of both volumes of the soundtrack from the movie Beat Street got a lot of spins on my record player. But as the 80s went on, I grew progressively less interested in modern music. I found it was getting stale, monotonous, repetitive, and uniform. I was in a musical limbo for a few years, just not really listening to anything. But then 1986 happened. 60s manufactured band turned real band The Monkees were celebrating their 20th anniversary with a three-fourths reunion tour and a massive reshowing of their TV show on MTV and Nickelodeon. The Joliet Public Library provided me with four Monkees albums to listen to. The Monkees, their first album that is, More of the Monkees, their second album, Hit Factory, and More Greatest Hits. I would hold up a tape recorder to the TV speaker to record the songs from the TV show and listen to them later, of course. My brother, in an attempt to minimize my need to do this as much as possible, got me then and now the best of the Monkees for Christmas. That was a compilation they released in 1986, had all their big hits on it, some of their smaller hits, and three brand new songs that they had just recorded. So after engulfing myself in the music of the Prefab 4 for about a year, I realized I was just listening to the monkeys all the time and I really needed to expand my horizons, but what to do, what to do? Hmm. Well, the monkeys never would have happened had it not been for the Beatles. So once again, the library comes to the rescue for me. And once again, four albums, Introducing the Beatles, The Early Beatles, Real Music, and Rock and Roll Music Volume 2. 
I didn't realize at the time that introducing the Beatles and the early Beatles were essentially the same album, but there was a reason I chose one or both of those titles. I wanted to make sure that at least one of the albums I checked out included Twist and Shout. But why? Well, around that time, a music video for Twist and Shout had recently been put together using clips from the Saturday Morning Beatles cartoon that ran back in the mid-60s. MTV would show that video incessantly, and it drove my brother up the wall. So, naturally, being the bratty little brother, I felt it was my duty to contribute to his further rage. However, the plan backfired. Hearing the song didn't bother him, it was the video that bothered him. So instead of enraging my brother, I got myself hooked. I loved what I was hearing. I found that the guitars on Anna were hypnotically enticing, and the bop shoo backing vocals of boys were fun and exciting. I Am the Walrus on real music was quite an experience, to say the least, and Birthday on Rock and Roll Music Volume 2 made me say, so that's where people are getting that song from. I uh, yeah, didn't know it was a real song. <laughs> you say it's your birthday! But on top of all that, my brother had just purchased Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, which had just been released on CD for the first time. He was never a Beatles fan, but he figured that he should have that album in his collection. I guess he got caught up in all the hype that surrounded its digital debut. Uh, yeah, you heard me say digital. Compact discs are digital. Doesn't have to be a download to be digital. But anyway, for about two years, I absorbed all the Beatles that I could. Uh, just the Beatles as a group. Before the breakup, I hadn't yet gotten into Wings, John Lennon solo, etc. It became apparent that because they were only together as a recording band for about seven years... The Beatles had a fairly small catalog, and I had acquired, for all intents and purposes, all of it. Once again, I found myself needing some new music. But what? Well, it occurred to me that I never changed the radio station when a Beach Boys song would come on. Except for I Get Around, but that's a story for another installment of Music for Schnooks. So, yet again, the library fed my curiosity, and yet again, I came home with four Beach Boys albums. Uh, I should note that I never set out to get exactly four albums. It just so happened that in each of these instances, the library happened to have four such albums on the shelf. Let's see. There was Best of the Beach Boys Volume 2, Sunshine Dream, 20 Golden Greats, and another album whose title escapes me. The first thing that came out of the speakers from those five records, that Sunshine Dream was a two-record set, by the way, hence five records, but the first thing I heard was Don't Worry Baby from Best of the Beach Boys Volume 2. I was unfamiliar with that song, but the burst of vocal harmonies that exploded from the vinyl almost knocked me on my butt, and once again, I began a quest to suck up all the music from a particular artist that I could. Those three bands, the Monkees, the Beatles, and the Beach Boys, are what shaped a majority of my musical tastes over the past 30 years. My exposure to this music led me to other music that I've come to love, such as The Birds, The Doors, The Who, Dick Dale, Love. And during my brief radio career, I was a weekend jock at a modern rock station where I was turned on to some really good 90s music. Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Smash Mouth. I never cared much for grunge, but I did love Lithium by Nirvana and especially Pretty Penny by Stone Temple Pilots. But you get the point. Music is a big part of my life. I love music, and, and often it gets me through the day. So I couldn't do this podcast without dedicating a portion of each chapter to what I call music for schnooks, talking about the sounds that I like 
and I hope you'll like, or at least appreciate, too. Well, that's a bit about what Autobiography of a Schnook is about. How frequently are there going to be new chapters? Well, I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm going to strive for at least two per month, but I will get out at least one a month. But in the meantime, you can reach me electronically several ways. My email address is autobio at schnookpodcast.com. My Instagram and Twitter handle is schnookpodcast on both of those, by the way. Schnookpodcast is just one word. There's a Facebook page for this podcast as well. You can either search Facebook for Autobiography of a Schnook or go directly to the URL facebook.com slash schnookpodcast. And schnook, by the way, is spelled S-C-H-N-O-O-K. I thank my ever-supportive wife, Lisa, for her help and inspiration in making this podcast, the folks at Peaked's Coffee in the Wrigley Building in Chicago for fueling me with some really nice unsweetened iced tea as I spent lots of lunch breaks conceiving, building, and composing this podcast. And of course, I thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon with Chapter 1 of Autobiography of a Schnook. And remember, the good goes around. It's there if you want it, and if you can't find it, ask for it. All the best. <laughs>